and we'll pray together. To think of these things as the Apostle Paul presents to us that we are to rejoice in the Lord always even though there are circumstances in which we can't in the Lord we can rejoice always whatever things are true whatever things are honest are just, are pure and lovely whatever things are of the good report if there is any virtue, if there is any praise think on these things and the God of peace will be with you and so we pray tonight for the God of peace to be with us that all encompassing canopy of the shalom of God sense of well-being so we come to you tonight Lord and thank you for your goodness to us may it be true that whatever the duty or routine or habit that we might have in terms of church attendance that we might have really meant those words sweet is the work my God my King to praise thy name give thanks and sing so would you make this service to be yet another occasion in which we relate to you and to each other we love you so much that we are prepared to go on loving each other even when we disagree your love compels us yet we know our own human nature that saying sorry is something that recoils within us oftentimes so we pray for more grace and we pray <coughs> for a deeper awareness of what it means to be loved by you so as a company of people tonight we present our prayers and our praise and we thank you for your goodness to us. Make this hour to be one in which we have a fresh glimpse of your glory and a renewed confidence to go out into the world just for one more week to live out your goodness. So we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, when you look at Deuteronomy, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and you come to Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter 4. We're doing a series, Neil has already uh, introduced it to us this morning, and um, we're actually going to focus on, on two verses. If you can, um, the program will come. Uh, be sent to you if you haven't already had it and you will follow. So, Deuteronomy 4, obedience commanded. This is Moses, the period of transition, speaking to the people of Israel. Hear now, O Israel, the decrees and laws 
I am about to teach you. Follow them so that you may live and may go in and take possession of the land the Lord, the God of your father is giving you. Do not add to what I command you. Do not subtract from it. But keep the command of the Lord, your God, that I give you. You saw with your own eyes what the Lord did at Baal Peor. The Lord, your God, destroyed from among you everyone who followed Baal Peor. But all of you who held fast to the Lord, your God, are still alive today. See, I have taught you decrees and laws as the Lord my God commanded me, so that you may follow them in the land you are entering to take possession of it. Observe them carefully, for this will show your wisdom and understanding to the nations who will hear about all these decrees and say, quote, Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. And if that is so, here's the question, two questions. What other nation is so great as to have their God near them? And the way the Lord our God is near us whenever we pray to him. And what other nation is so great as to have such righteous decrees and laws as this body of laws I am setting before you today? And then of course the the refrain goes on all the time, only be careful, and so on and so forth. So we'll stop there, and I'd like you now to turn to the book of Psalms, please. And this is Psalm 67, we have background to this, and it will become evident in, in a moment why uh, we're going to read this together. So if somebody wants to share, or if you're happy to sit and listen, that's fine. Just seven verses. And it's uh, a psalm, a song, stringed instrument, but Ed is going to lead us here on the organ as we're going to take this up in a moment. Uh, so, we have the Bible and listen, so let's read together. May God be gracious to us and bless us, and make his face shine upon us, that your ways may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. May the peoples praise you, O God. May all the peoples praise you. May the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you rule the peoples justly and guide the nations of the earth. May the peoples praise you, O God. May all the peoples praise you. Then the land will yield its harvest, and God, our God, will bless us. God will bless us and all the ends of the earth will fear him. I want to put some questions, if we could have these, David, um, just so that you can think about this as part of the, um, the sermon that we're having, the theme of prayer and praise. They will come before you in a moment. Um, and as they do, uh, we have two questions and we will break up into a couple of groups just to see what we think and how these apply to us and it, it, later on in the service uh, an open time of praise and prayer as well. So, 
Um, we're looking at uh, Deuteronomy, and I'm going to suggest that Psalm 67 will be an illustration and, uh, of what we are thinking about tonight. But let's stay with, uh, for the moment, with, with Deuteronomy, and keep those questions in front of you, and if you want to um, listen passively to me and think actively of the question, that's good, because we'll uh, revisit both. So, there is a common misconception about um, the Old Testament generally. I, it, not so long ago in our home group somebody said, quite sincere, well of course the God of the Old Testament is very different to the God of the New Testament. God of the Old Testament is, um, is, is an angry God, it's full of judgment. God of the New Testament is full of love and grace. I don't know if people um, have said that to you and how, how would you reply to that? Well in a way Deuteronomy stands out as a declaration of God's covenant love. That however rebellious and sinful his people are, he is resolved to stay faithful to his promise, even though they, and by implication, we don't deserve it. And in a way, Deuteronomy, the book is a corrective to that misconception, even though it may be sincerely held. It is a story, even though you've got the backdrop of the Ten Commandments, that God clearly says you shall not, it is overwhelmingly accompanied by, but you shall. And it's easy to focus on one without the other. What Deuteronomy does is to challenge Israel to face up to the reality of the law of their God. They must understand who he is, his character, that's the big theme, his actions, his sovereign purpose in their history, and as a consequence, the ultimate blessing to the ends of the earth. The blessing to them, but supremely through them, as channels of his grace. And it's the, it's the renewal of the promise made to Abraham, which, which, which we have, that through you all the nations will be blessed. Of course, it's the promise of the Messiah. So that's true of the people then, on the verge of crossing over into the promised land. Surely it's true for us as well if we really believe that sometimes it is the best is yet to be at whatever stage that we are at. Even just think of Warren here that tomorrow um, Christine is going to be induced and what a moving occasion that is and you'll remember high spots in your life and so forth. Yet for all of us, whatever, the best is yet to be. The promised land. And yet it's so easy to be distracted like God's people to lesser things. So as Christian people, we too are called to know, to love, to worship, to serve, to obey the same God in the Old Testament as he is in the New, the very same, that made perhaps more fully known, of course, in the person of Jesus Christ. What's interesting then, as we were thinking this morning, is that Deuteronomy is... is is made reference to, is referred to quite a lot in, in the New Testament. Um, not least, uh, Jesus himself 
use these words to try to say, I will sum it up for you. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. And everything else is an explanation of that. So Jesus makes reference to Deuteronomy and the Psalms go back as well as projecting forward. And what we have here as an illustration, though this is Psalm 67 isn't uh, directly linked um, to, to Deuteronomy, it takes up the promise or the blessing conferred upon God's people through the exclusive priesthood, what we call the priesthood of Aaron, has become the great Aaronic blessing. You know the one we used it yesterday as a climax to the vows and the promises that this young couple were making. And the climax is deeply moving. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace. What right would I have to do that? What right has the psalmist in Psalm 67 to do that? He's borrowed it from the priesthood, which then was exclusive. But he says, yes, it was there, and now it's in our place. And wait a moment, the ends of the earth. You see, it's almost not exaggerated language, but that all the peoples would praise you. And the nations would be glad that this blessing would come to so many people. Do you see it? So what I'm illustrating is the way that we can borrow scripture and apply it in different situations and see the bigger picture, the greater blessing as it unfolds. So, with that sort of introduction, and we'll make a few comments on the psalm, and then we'll um, have a, a time of uh, further worship. Here it is then. I hope this is true, I hope I'm not mistaken when we say we often ask God to bless us or we ask God to bless other people. It's, uh, it's a habit, I think it's a good habit for some of us to end uh, emails and letters sometimes just say blessings. Or we say bless you. If we do that, what according to this psalm does God blessing result in. Have a look at that, if you have your Bible, Psalm 67 again, 1, 2, 6 and 7, think that through, right? What according to this Psalm does God's blessing result in? And then how does this compare with the way we often use the word? So this half, you folks here, that way, you go that way, Darren, with Nick, um, and have a go, let's have um, the second, so you're going to think about that, do that now, and um, huddle together a bit, and the second question, if we could have that, David, which is for this group, and you may want to, and, and choose a representative, um, what is our church? doing, or you may be, you know, even from other churches, but just try to say, what is, what is the church doing to, to help make salvation known among all nations? And verse 2, and how can we match 
that sounded enthusiasm for this. Um, mission is always on our agenda, but we've got to keep working hard to try to prioritize that. Okay? So that's this sort of group here. Can you go to short groups? And choose a representative and I'll come to you. And we've, we've got uh, sort of less than five minutes. Okay. Thank you. Right, can you sum it up? Let's see what we have. Jeffrey, are you, can you sum it? Okay. Right. Rule justly, God's rule, laws, um, material blessings, man yielding its harvest. Um, so, how does this compare with the way we use the word? Okay. So, if it okay. That's always not when we pray for somebody and say, the Lord bless you and make his face shine upon you. That's being a personal blessing for that person as such, alone. Rather than the deeper thought that in fact when the prophet passed on the blessing to yes. their children, it's the grace of God that they're passing on. So that grace may be passed on to others. Right. So it, it, the blessing of God seems to me is saying here that it will be it, it will make its faithful shine. Therefore, it will affect everybody else. Yes, and okay. yes, and of course, all the nations. This is the thing. It's the momentum of the psalm is quite a powerful thing. The ripple that felt globally. It's a powerful thing. Okay. Uh, the second. Uh, what's our church doing to help make this salvation known among the nations? How can we match the psalm with enthusiasm for this? You all want to get involved in mission. That's the first. But anything else? Other than Martin. So I've answered that was not enough, probably. Right. Uh, there's obviously stuff that we're doing in terms of supporting missionaries and supporting work of places like Wycliffe, for example, or various other missionary activities. But we've thought about this in terms of ourselves. Mm. Stuff that we did during the transition, uh, in, in particular, particular the evening streams, like there was the one that Welsey was leading oh, yeah. on uh, telling the gospel, if you like. Yeah. So there's a bit that we need to do uh, amongst ourselves in encouraging ourselves as individuals in our weekly context to uh, help make your salvation known amongst the people that we interact with. Yes. And in such a uh, cosmopolitan place as the UK, that will cover quite a lot of nations anyway. Yes, yes. And, uh, okay, thanks Martin. And the term is that the church, and it's a more recent uh, term, thank you, is that we need to be missional. Um, that in, in other words, still missionary minded, thinking, thinking outside, not thinking of survival, but extending. And the psalm is, it's a simple psalm in many ways, not complicated, but it, it resonates. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy. Let all the peoples praise you. No, let all the peoples praise you. And it's not simply repeating it for the sake of it. The momentum of the psalm is a very powerful one. And it's a, it's a challenge for us, but we're illustrating, of course, um, the necessity of, um, of prayer and praise, which is the, 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 if you like, the, the theme of this, of this um, psalm, as it's borrowed from the priesthood. And of course, now, as we know from um, the coming of the Spirit, that we are all priests, a kingdom of priests who serve God task of the priest is to bring God to people and bring people to God.
We do that by praying for people, by conferring a blessing upon people. So let's come to this psalm then, and very quickly, uh, there'll be a couple of headings coming up to you. And just see this uh, in the light of those two questions. God blesses Israel, the people of God. In many ways, it is a prophetic psalm. God is resolved to bless the nations. He says, this is my agenda. If you don't share in it, I'll give it to other people. I'll pass you by. And you can see that in, in the history of the nation of Israel. You can see it in movements, in churches, that have become obsolete and irrelevant. God is resolved to bless the nations, and he uses us to that end. It's a prophetic time, that's what he's going to do. The nations, the peoples. It's also, a, if you like, it's a progressive time. It uses people as a means to that end, and it's, 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 it's developing, gaining momentum. And you see that in those, uh, those first six verses, first seven verses. God's blessing is always twofold. It's for us, and that's a very humbling thing. If we truly know God's blessing, first thing we would say is we don't deserve it. It's twofold, it's for us. But secondly, and essentially, it's through us. It's not just for us. We are not the exclusive. God forbid. It's the most inclusive people. And we're not guilty of ageism. That's the point of Hannah's report. The invisible people. The elderly whom we are glad to ignore. God's blessing is for us. And his blessing is through us that the ends of the earth, all peoples, all the nations will be blessed. And of course that's the great promise given to Abraham in Genesis 12 too. All the peoples of the earth will be blessed through you. The great, what's called Abrahamic uh, religion, uh, um, the Jewish uh, religion, the Muslim religion and the Christian religion see Abraham as, 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 a, as, a, as a vital part of the faith. Whatever our, how that works out is another issue. God's promise. The Great Commission finds its root in the promise to Abraham. And this blessing comes now and the momentum is built up. So what, what do we have? God blesses Israel. Have it in verse 1. The psalm begins with a sort of... Uh, Almost the concluding prayer taken from, by the way, it is taken from the book of Numbers 6, 22, uh, as you probably know, 27. And the fruit of it, which was the point of asking the question, is this. The land will yield its harvest. Harvest time is celebration. And celebration time is revival. God's abundant blessing the great movements of God and his blessing upon the people it's harvest time there is a time to sow of course but there's a time to reap and time to gather in the nations yield a harvest look at the second point here is yes God blesses Israel Israel blesses the nations. Israel blesses, blesses the nations. See verse 2. That your ways may be known on earth, your salvation among 
all nations. May the peoples praise you, O God. May all the peoples praise you. See that? It's the blessing to the nations. This blessing, we could put it like this, may you and I so learn of his love that we will give him our life. We sang it this morning, take my life and let it be consecrated Lord to thee. God blesses us that we might be a blessing to others. And how do we catch this enthusiasm? That's the word I'm using. You could say the vision or the momentum. For sure one way to do that is to get involved. To get involved. Don't forget this is a prayer. Yes it sounds, but it's a prayer. You see verse 3 and 4. May the people praise you. May all the people praise you. May the nations be glad. That's a prayer. That's my great longing, that the nations would be glad and sing for joy, for you rule the people justly and guide the nations of the earth. See, let's think about that. And then thirdly, so you see God blesses Israel. Israel blesses the nations. And the nations yield a harvest. Harvest time. It's a wonderful picture, isn't it? If you could just picture it in your mind. May the people praise you, God. May all the people praise you. Verse 5. Then the land will yield its harvest. God, our God will bless us. And he uses people to that end. God will bless us. To all the ends of the earth will fear him or revere his name. And that's the great thing about Deuteronomy, to have a, have a renewed picture of the sheer glory of God. To love God, not simply to serve God, but simply to obey Him, but to love Him. Love the Lord your God with all your heart. What a blessing to an unbelieving world. A world that is cynical and had enough of religion and who can blame them but say this bountiful spiritual harvest from a fruitful witness to somebody who loves Jesus I don't think Jesus is prepared to defer or to delay his blessing. It's harvest time. We praise him. We celebrate. We rejoice. May the people praise you. May all the people praise you. Go out into the this week and, and not perhaps consciously, but bless people. Be a blessing. Live out the love of Jesus in that way. 
I hope that becomes the theme of our prayer and our praise. The uh, so group to come now. We've chosen these songs to try to take up this theme. Uh, and after the second one, we'll remain standing. And I know it's tricky, um, but uh, I'd like you, some of you to do some short prayers and praise of thanksgiving, hopefully loud enough that all of us can hear. And then we'll have our final song together. Hear my prayer, O oh Lord. It, it, it resonates with uh, Psalm 67. So let's stand as we sing. Remain standing and let's give thanks to God and pray through that psalm and briefly um, exalt and celebrate that there is a great harvest of which we are part. Lord, we stand before you and we thank you for the immense blessing that we have. And Lord, not so that we are guilty, but it is so incumbent upon us that we want to share this and somehow by your blessed spirit we could overcome reserve or shyness or temperament or lack of confidence Lord help us to be a part of that as we thank you for bringing us together on this lovely evening so as we stand briefly now to come before you loving Lord hear our praise and our prayer for the glory of your name Amen I lift my eyes up to the hills where does my help come from my help comes from the Lord the maker of heaven and earth the Lord will keep you from harm he will watch over your life the Lord will watch over you coming and going both now and forevermore Amen may we share the grace the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore Amen